Welcome back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network. Today we're going to be reading a short chapter, chapter 10 of the book of the teachings of the doctrine of eternal lives, Treasures in Heaven. Hugh Nibley. We find in the many treasure passages that the treasure is the wisdom and knowledge we left behind when we came down to this earth. In the premortal existence, we left our treasure in God's treasury in his keeping. There it is, and by our good works, here we can add to it. More will be waiting for us when we go back. So let us not try to pile up wealth and possessions on earth. They're not going to do us any good. We can't take them back there. Let us lay up our treasures there, add to our treasure store. We really do have one there because we have, because we had one before we came. We left it behind, and we're going back to it. It is a very vivid concept, and basic to it is the doctrine of the premortal existence. There's a great treasury in heaven which contains all good things. It is to share in this treasury that all seek. But in the Jewish Apocrypha, in the wisdom of Ben Syria, God orders by his word the light in the heavenly height and by the utterance of his mouth he opens the treasury where the righteous have a store of good works preserved. These are good works preserved already done and they're being preserved. Everything we add to our credit is being preserved in God's treasury. At that time, says Second Baruch, the uh, the treasury will be opened, which in which is preserved the number of the souls of the righteous. In Second Enoch, or the book of Second Enoch, puts another unpopular interpretation on the heavenly treasury. It is the treasury house of the various elements. We are told in a recent discovery, discovered writing, the Syriac writing called The Pearl, how the prince is completely outfitted by his heavenly parents to come down to earth. He's warned and given final instruction. Then, with a heavy heart, they send him forth. They know he's going to be tested. But it's quite a happy event, nevertheless. He's left his treasure behind, and also his special garment, which he will resume when he comes back, if he's worthy. So he goes down and lives in the wicked world in Egypt, and becomes defiled, forgets his treasure, and has to have a special messenger sent to remind him that he has a treasure and that he's going to lose it if he doesn't behave himself. So he reforms his ways 
and works hard trying to gain the pearl again so he can bring it back to put it into his treasury where his garment is waiting for him. This idea of a waiting garment occurs many times, about a hundred times in newly discovered texts. The righteous are completely outfitted by their treasures with their garments and the jewels from the royal treasury and those gods return. God has hidden a the kingdom as a treasure, says Peter and Clement. Uh, recognitions, burying burying it under mountains where it can only be reached by zealous work. The righteous attain to it, enjoy the treasure, and want to give it to others. In another text, the Lord commands at the creation, bringing out all the knowledge bringing the books from the storehouse or my storehouse bring the necessary equipment from my laboratory and my treasury and bring a reed of quick writing and give it to Enoch and let let's get to work here these things are in a storage the Zadokite fragment explains that God laid open his hidden things before them, as well as knowledge of the times and the seasons which is kept in his treasury. According to the Serect scroll, or the Manual of Discipline, God in the beginning opened his treasury and poured out his knowledge, that knowledge is being kept there, He poured out his knowledge before the first angels. This was the time when the world was created in the presence of the first angels. The writer of the Thanksgiving hymns, and that's in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which actually talks a lot about the last prophet. I'm adding that. I just know because I've read them. The writer of the Thanksgiving hymns rejoices constantly in being able to receive from the treasury of God's secret knowledge. This is what Second Jehu calls the great mystery of the treasury of light, which can be approached only by those who have passed through all of the eons and the places of invisible of the invisible God. We return to obtain it, bringing a lot of experience. The treasury of the heavenly king is open, says the Acts of Thomas, and everyone who is worthy to take and find rest, and when he has found rest, he becomes the king. The Gospel of Thomas counsels us to search for the treasure which fails not, and tell uh, and tells us that the kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field someone bro- someone bought the field found it there and began lending lending many lending money to everyone so also we want to share the treasure and that comes from Hunibly temple in the cosmos beyond this ignorant 
present, uh, Beyond This Ignorant Present, I guess that's the name of the chapter, edited by Don E. Norton of Salt Lake City and Provo, Deseret Book Foundation for Ancient Research and Mormon Studies, Farms, 1992, pages 233 and 234. See the article for numerous associated footnotes. In coming to earth, each man leaves his particular treasure or his share of the treasure behind him in heaven, safely safely kept in trust under God's throne, awaiting his return. And I think it's talking about all of the experiences that we've gained through our many uh, eternal lives that we have already been through. But continuing on, one has here below the opportunity of enhancing one's treasure in heaven by meritorious action and also the risk of losing it entirely by neglecting it in his search for earthly treasure. And that comes from Nibley on the Timely and the Timeless, page 54. So, yep, that was a short one. Unlike the last chapter, Uh, the next chapter will be chapter 11, Tried in All Things. So I hope that you have a blessed day, and I will make another podcast later. And thank you for listening, everyone. Take care. Baruch Hashem. Goodbye. Se libera nossa mão